Welcome to Maker Skills, exploring your internal toolkit with PJ, Tanda, and Tom. Welcome back, everyone, to episode 88. It is, uh, I, I gotta say this correctly, our skill topic for the week is lumba milling or milling lumba. Either, either way, it, but you gotta say it with an A. It's lumba. Tom, what, what skill class? Yep. Is milling lumber? Uh, four, four or five quarter. You know, depends what they have in stock. Uh, that sounds about right, for sure. Uh, Tanda, what kind of research did you do on lumber milling? Uh, yeah, I found uh, the, the thing I found on lumber milling was uh, was interesting. It's uh, it's called a laminectomy, and and you you make a little hole right over the the lumber. And then you you kind of open it up, and then you poke the poke the nerve kind of back into the middle of the spine, and then whatever portion of the lumbar was was putting pressure on that nerve, you mill it away. And so you just you use your little milling tool or whatever you have to mill away whatever was mm-hmm. was putting pressure mm-hmm. on your on your spinal cord from your lumbar. I I don't think that's the lumbar we're we're talking about. I think you're talking about lumbar. 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 That's a. That's different. Oh, lum, lumbar. It's L U M B A R. Lumbar. Lum, I thought lumbar. it was French, and that you didn't pronounce the. Oh. Lumbar. Yeah, the French yeah. do have a lot of weird things like that. Um, that's that's why we don't speak French on this podcast. All right. Well. Uh, well, that's Tom, all I found. Yeah. So hopefully that's useful to somebody. If you like run into that problem in your shop, then you kind of have a gist of the procedure you need to carry out. Probably not useful to anybody, but but thanks for sharing. Um, Tom, what research yep. did you do on lumber milling? Well, I found uh, 74 superstitions for lumber milling. I can't and, wait uh, to number, hear these. Number one. No, I'm just kidding. I didn't do any research, but I want to tell you about a lumber mill that I used to go to. This is not personal history. This is adjacent history. And <clears throat> it was in Oxford, Connecticut, not England. Um, I'm trying to think. Oh, Crosswinds Farms. It's a, it's just a one-guy shop, and uh, he only mills on like Mondays or something like that. Not but sponsored. Not. I wouldn't and recommend, don't it. recommend it. And I don't but, recommend but, it. Um, but Tom would, I think. Well, he's actually hard to get a hold of. But anyways, <clears throat> he has, <laughs> he has a circular saw mill, like a giant three-foot saw blade. Three and a half foot. So I don't know what size it was. I didn't measure it. Be that would have been super weird. Especially oh, I remember seeing those on Underdog. Mm. What? Underdog. Yeah, it's, I remember seeing those sawmills. He doesn't know what oh, Underdog really? is. Tanda. No, I know what Underdog is. I don't remember the sawmill. No, maybe it. Maybe, Anyways, it, was, maybe it was Rocky and Bullwinkle. They had it too. I should. Are those on Netflix? They're on Canadian. Um, so. So he has he, he transplanted it from another farm in, in Oxford, I believe, and rebuilt it. And, like, it's not just a mill, it's a building. Like, you don't just have a saw blade and an arbor and a motor. You have a whole building that you have to move and, and set back up. And it had all the cool bells and whistles, like the, um, like the little conveyor belt of shovels to move the sawdust away. You know oh, what I'm talking about? That's cool, yeah. It's like, yeah, think about like a chain, for, for those that don't understand, think about like a chainsaw chain, but with like little buckets right. all, all on it. Like a wind, like not a windmill, a watermill, um, kind of, 
but more like a chain. Anyways, it uh, the coolest stuff was there was a Peterbilt engine, like Peterbilt tractor trailer engine. No truck, just the engine, and you could tell because it had the giant Peterbilt grill on the front of it with the Peterbilt sign on it nice. <laughs> or emblem on it. Nice. And uh, I, I, it had to be overkill for this machine. Like, what, aren't those engines like hundreds and hundreds of horsepower? Yeah. Yeah, okay. And he, he starts it right up and, and gets going. And then if you follow the path from the engine to the mill, there is a, there's a race car tire for a pulley. <laughs> <laughs> and there's like four. I love this guy. Take, this guy take is that, the best. Jason. Yes. None of this go kart right? car stuff. It's like yeah, no. It's like a, it was a slick, like a Formula One tire. I mean, I'm sure it was a Formula One. Doesn't matter. But um, that was the pulley, and there were like four or five belts on that pulley going to another pulley, which might have been a race car driver tire also, but I don't remember. Um, and it was all semi-automated, right? Like it, it moved the log into position. It moved the log over. Um, oh, my phone's dead. And uh, I forgot to plug it in. Sorry, guys. There we go. We're back to business. S- uh, but it was just, it's super cool. Like, it's incredibly dangerous. It's, like, insanely dangerous because everything's just exposed. And if something happened and that blade got disconnected, like, what do you even do? Like, it would run through the run. woods and cut down every tree on its path. Yeah, run. Yeah. Or just yeah. juke to the side. <laughs> Um, there's, that thing should come with like a massive cool. metal cage for you to stand inside. Or like walls to the building. There were no walls. It should have walls. Then it'd be hot. But, but you, wouldn't, yeah. you wouldn't know about that, would you, Tom? Yeah, I'm miserable right now. It's so warm in here. Anyways, PJ, what do you got? Uh, I tried to look up the facts specifically, um, but I couldn't find anything. So I'm just going on folklore here. Uh, Beaver Meadows used to be a logging town. Uh, it's it's known for coal also, but if you look outside my front door, the street there's a park in the middle of the street, but my street is actually two streets. Like Church Street, there's a street on my side, there's the park, and then there's a street on the other side, and it's all Church Street, even though there's so two when roads. they say. When they refer to a one-road town, yours is actually a half-road town. Yes, that's what I was. That's what I meant. Thanks. Thanks for clearing that up, Tom. You're welcome. Um, so my street uh, ramps up to the top of the mountain. Okay, and the story goes, they used to cut trees from the top of the mountain and then drag them down. Like there didn't used to be a park there. It used to just be like a big dirt, like dirt road. And they would drag the trees down the mountain with a 12-horse, like a train, a train of 12 horses. And they would get all the way to the bottom, and then there used to be apparently a train station somewhere, which has disappeared. There's no train station or train tracks in Beaver Meadows. Um, But they did all of this uh, to get logs. I don't know what the logs went to, if they were just like building houses or if there was something specific. But this town was a logging town, so it had to go from here to a lumber mill somewhere, um, and that's it. That's that's my research. You know, if you think so about you, it, so you live every, on, on a median. The, the median is is the park. Oh, okay. Isn't isn't every town that's starting out a lumber town? 
I don't know. Well, they have to get rid of the trees to build the town. Not Do I here. look like a historian? I don't know, Tom. Come no, on. Not New you, you have to have trees to begin with. That's yeah. true. That's true. Fair enough. Here so, they just drag a big anchor chain through the sagebrush to start a town. <laughs> exactly. You've just entered the dealer's corner where bargains are currency. Prepare yourself. All right, Tom doesn't believe that my dealer's corner is short, so I'm going to go first, and then Tanda has our write-in. Uh, I didn't think I was going to have anything, but I ended up going to a church bazaar this morning, and I found one item. And I've seen these for sale before. I don't know what the specific name is. Uh, I think this is meant for a book, but I'm going to use it for a laptop. It's basically like a tray, and it has two lockable legs on each side that are two segments each so you can unfold the legs so it makes sort of like a zigzag almost and then put a book or a laptop on top of it and then you sit this over your lap so that way the whatever it is you need to read or type is elevated uh, I don't, do you guys know what those are called should i go get it so you see what i'm talking about can you what hear you? me? Yeah. All right, hold on a second. All right. You see the leg? And there's the yeah. thing. So you put the laptop on there, and then you adjust the leg, and there's one on the other side. And then you just mm -hmm. sit it over top of yourself, and it holds the laptop. So it's it's some kind of a stand, but I don't know what the name of it is. Oh. It, <clears throat> I'm pretty sure Hot Pocket sells those. Hot Pocket. The guy that, that, that makes the pizza rolls? Well, I don't... It might be a girl... We don't know. I think there's a lot of people, actually. Anyway, I got this at the bazaar for $2. And it's, like, brand new. Like, never used. So nice. that, that was my deal. That was it. That's all I got. Tanda? Tanda's got a deal. Yeah, so our other deal comes from Creator Nader. And it says, On the way back from the dump, stopped at a deserted yard sale in the desert, no less. Tons of good old and a few new tools. Found a nice air compressor. Knew it would be a great item as it is a Devilbus. I'm a professional automotive painter, so I'm well acquainted with Devilbus. The owner finally wandered over and said the compressor was 75. I kind of shrugged while looking at it for a few long silent moments and asked if he'd let it go for 60. Ding, ding. He goes for 60, no hesitation. Tom, I'm sorry. Next up, an old 50s-style solid iron craftsman table saw with the actual attractive 50s flare, not the gaudy 50s flare. It appears to be a cabinet saw and not a crummy contractor saw as it has a dial fence and will dial into a uh, blonde 16th, if so desired, which is perfect because of the five table saws I have cluttering up my backyard, no fences. Guys asking 50, <laughs> the guy's asking 50 bucks. I say, well, it's missing a wing. How about 40? Done. I drag the compressor a tenth of a mile over to the guy's garage, plug it in, works like a charm, super quiet. This is when I realize it's oilless because it's for painting. No worrying about oil changes. No worrying about oil fouling the paint job or contaminating a whole air hose. Awesome. Then I see the SCFM 
9 SCFM or 12 CFM. That's a lot. With a 20-gallon tank. Tom, I'm sorry. Anyway, I give the guy $25 cash, then say, look, I'll write you a check for the balance. I don't carry a lot of cash, but I'm taking both of these things off your hand. We're at 100 bucks. Will you do 90? Done. I got this dream compressor for 55 bucks. Saw's only 35 on a rolling base. That's it. That's my dealer's corner. 135 down to 90. The fix them up video is coming soon to my YouTube channel. I, I got to feel some sense of pride that perhaps we have trained Creator Nader well to negotiate the price down. I, I was going to say it sounds a little like PJ. Yeah, yeah. That's good. That's good. We're proud yeah. of you, Creator Nader. You done good. Were those deals hot enough for you? You got a sizzling deal that's burning a hole in your pocket? Send it in. Maybe we'll read it on air. All right, it's time for personal history. Tom, you're you're up. Uh, okay. You know I dropped and just reconnected, right? <laughs> well, no one would have known it if you hadn't have said something, Tom, but now everybody well, knows. You well, it is now part of his personal started. history. <clears throat> it is part of my personal history. Personal history. I bought <clears throat> I bought an Alaskan mill, Granberg brand. Alaskan Mill a couple years ago after the tornado hit my small little town in Connecticut. Tornadoes are not supposed to happen in Corn... I can't say Connecticut. And, uh... <clears throat> I don't know. I milled a bunch of stuff. It works pretty good. You burn through chains really, really fast. Even when they're sharpened. Like, I never sharpen them myself. I bring them into a professional and they still burn through pretty quick. Like, two slices through a nine foot log with maybe 18, 20 inches wide, which is a log to cut through, but. Question. And it's labor intensive. It takes forever. It's like a 15 minute cut. Um, and then you get a piece of wood. So Tom, I, I, I'm curious, cause I don't know anything about mm -hmm. this. Are there different grades of chainsaw blades that like, is there a better one that wouldn't go duller quicker? Uh, no, no. It's all no, because it's all just hardened steel. There's, um, you can sharpen them for cross cutting or rip cutting, but I'll be honest, I didn't notice a ton of difference between the two. So they don't make like any carbide tipped blades. I don't think so. Hmm. That seems like a market that could be hit, don't you? No, there's probably a reason that it doesn't exist. I don't know though. Uh, yeah, I don't know. I don't know the answer. Um, but I milled, I milled a couple of logs, and uh, I still have them. They're still drying because it's they need years to dry, uh, air dry that is. But that's kind of all the milling I've done. Um, yeah, I'll stop there. That's about it. Oh, I did take a piece of firewood once, and I milled that up, but that's a different kind of milling. So. Um, okay. That's, uh, that's so super. I just, I just Googled it, and there are carbide insert uh, chainsaw teeth. Ooh. Who knows? Oh, really? Yeah. Doesn't mean they're better, though. Let's look it up. No, not necessarily. Yeah. But the fact that Tanda found them before you means your Googling is slipping, Tom. I was... Well, I he, was, he was the one talking, I don't usually so. Google... Yeah. 
I mean, you could have Googled before respect, this. Out know. of respect for our listeners. Being, Googling mid-sentence I would never stuttering. do that. <laughs> you say that like you've never done it before. Huh? Yeah, yeah, it was good. I almost <laughs> believed it. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Tanda, what about you? Have you done any any uh, uh, any milling? Yeah, hang on just a second. I need to reset the timer for the for the segments before I go. Okay. Um. Yeah. Uh, hard pass. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Okay. Um, I don't know about the timer, do they? <laughs> uh, it's on the screen, Tom. You should you should be able to see it. Uh, the only thing that I've ever milled up was a branch, um, because that's that's the only thing that'll fit on my bandsaw. You you cut it into little tiny slabs. Yeah, yeah. I have uh, I've talked about it before. There was uh, two different Japanese maples on my neighbor's property, and both of them have been cut down. I cut down all one of them completely, and uh, that wood is super beautiful if you've never seen japanese maple it is it's it's a slow growth wood so the the grain is very tight and it looks just awesome and it comes in like the the slices have a variety of colors anyway the point being i took a branch that was about maybe i don't know let's say six inches in diameter maybe a little bit more maybe seven and i was like let me mill this up into slices and then try to glue the pieces together to make like like a you know a width of wood that i could actually make something out of and i you know milled them up into slices that were maybe like i don't know half inch thick maybe a quarter inch i didn't i didn't really measure i just looked and like ah it looks right and i just sliced them all up i got about maybe i don't know six or seven slices and then I put them in like a little plastic bin, like like a like not sealed, just like something to hold them. Mm-hmm. And they're they're never used them. They're still in the basement. That's it. That's all I've done. Well, the upside mm-hmm. is, you know, when your lumber is small enough, you can just keep it in a bin in the basement. It doesn't take up a lot of space. You don't have to build a whole mm-hmm. bunch of racks and. Yeah. I, you know, I feel like I probably should do a video of that exact same process and then build really tiny racks and make like the little <laughs> tiny stickers and just put them up on like the wall above something and be like, now I have to wait eight years for these to dry. <laughs> That'd be funny. I, I When I did the piece of firewood and I milled that down, I made like three pieces of wood out of it, like square pieces of wood. Well, they were rectangles. You get the point. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I ended that it was, it's a YouTube video, you can go watch it I think I ended it by like saying like oh I've got the perfect, perfect thing to make with these and I brought it out to my fire pit and threw them immediately into my fire pit <laughs> classic yeah, it was just classic. an exercise, it was, it was spalted maple I think it was spalted because it was out in the, in the rain for three years, that's why I don't think that's how spalting works, but uh, we don't have time to give it any more uh, explanation. Well, sucky darn, I think it's time for one of them old-timey commercial interludes and stuff. Hey, this is Luke down at Johnson's Hardware. Are you tired of lugging logs to your lumber mill? Only then do you mill the logs into manageable pieces? You've got it all backwards. 
introducing Johnson's Vertical Sawmill. Just lop the top of your tree off and start vertical milling with the tree still standing. Each piece falls gently onto your stickers and stacks itself. Do not use during thunderstorms. Not recommended for oak, maple, pine, hemlock, walnut, cedar, plywood, cocobolo, bald cypress, or elm trees. Johnson's Vertical Sawmill can be purchased for $47.99.99 in our bandsaw aisle. For more information, please visit patreon.com forward slash makerskills. What the heck, Nabbit? I need to get me one of them. Anyone know what street Patreon is on? I need to go. All right, it's time for crossbreeding. Tom, what skill goes well with lumber milling? I, this is maybe the first and only time I can say milling. I can say the thing that it is. But milling goes really well with milling. Do you need me to explain? Do you mean like machinist milling? Nope. What are you talking about? Well, I'm talking about using a planer and a jointer to mill your wood after it's been milled. They're two very different things. Sidebar, Tanda? Yeah. I, I, I need, I, I, I don't, I don't know if this is, it seems like he's. I, like, I think he's trying to pull off milling as as milling. Yeah, I don't. I, I, it's. I, I don't agree. I don't agree. I, I I need you to weigh in on this. I. I I don't think we can have him let him have it two weeks in a row. I mean, he used the word last week, and I and I stood with him. But yeah, At some point, yeah. we we've got to put him in his place. Okay. All right. All right. Oh, look! Look, he's done chewing on that piece of wood. Tom, yeah, okay, so, um, yeah, you can't, you can't double mill. Sorry, you got to pick a skill that does not have mill in the name. It's got, it has to be Golly. a separate thing. Yeah, you can't double mill. Sorry. Well, was that a rule before today? No. You just made that up. It's been a rule. When it's an unspoken rule. It's an unspoken rule. Well, unspoken rules are not rules. By well, definition. now you're making us speak it's it, a, Tom. Come it's on. It's a tort. I, I don't. Golly. Well, I guess I'm going to have to go with reading. How does oh, reading, how does, reading how does that go well with lumber milling? Well, you, you can't read without paper. And, well, that's where. And that's, that's kind of like really fine from. milled trees. Yeah, well, they take the, R- really the thin. wood pulp, make yeah. wood pulp out of the sawdust and make make paper. And, and, and then they, they put words on it and you read it. Uh, I'm gonna say uh, I connected it. Paper making, paper making uh, goes well with lumber milling. We'll we'll go with that, Tom. How does that sound? Is that yours? Because mine's reading. Reading doesn't go with lumber making, Tom. It's it's not. There's too many steps. Okay. By the transitive property, it does. Yeah. You mean like a transit for measuring levels? Some of my best friends are paper makers, and they would agree with me. Well, now, now we know you're lying. Uh, we're your only friends, Tom. Come on. <laughs> oh, that's a sad situation. Neither one of us makes paper. All right, never mind. Forget it. Forget. I'm, I'm tired of talking. Tanda, what skill goes well with lumber milling? Well, I was going to say writing, but it's, it's too close to <laughs> Tom's. So I think I'm going to go with uh, frugality. Frugal. Okay, hit me with yeah. it. How, how, does that, how does that work? Well, it's it's certainly a lot a lot cheaper if you have access to wood than uh, than going and buying it already milled by somebody else. I don't else. know about that. Uh, mm, mm. It's very expensive to mill your own lumber with a chainsaw mill. 
Tom, Tom, like, Tom is, even is he's refuting your is your answer, Tanda. Tom's Tom's vetoing your answers. I don't oh, that know. was Tanda's answer. Yes, that was Tanda. I'm sorry. I thought PJ went next. I I'm having trouble hearing. Great answer, Tanda. I love it. Yeah, thanks. Oh, he's retracted his veto. I I, I guess I guess you're okay. I, I don't know. It's, I'm I'm very confused. It's it's, it's hard to tell. PJ, what what skill goes well with uh, with reading? Uh, with that's re- the dumbest. Thing. Oh, go ahead. Sorry, I jumped the gun. This, the skill does not go with reading. It goes with lumber milling, Tanda. Oh no, what I you- thought your skill had to go with Tom's skill, which went with lumber milling. Yeah, it's a human centipede situation. You what is happening here? Okay, okay. Um, I, I, I am going to go with uh, the Rob Rojas answer here and say certified forklift operator. That goes well with lumber milling because you got to lift up those heavy pieces of lumber in a forklift. Super handy. You oh. Definitely. But you shouldn't be reading disag- while operating a forklift. They'll take your That's certification true. away. I don't disagree with your answer, PJ. Um, but you definitely don't have to be certified to operate a forklift. Just saying. What, but according to Rob Rojas, you, you do. Oh, really? That's what he says, yeah. Well, only people who well, have a forklift certification say that. That. <laughs> you're not wrong. Yeah. You're I'm, not wrong. I mean, it's it, like type A. That's like people with type A personality. No one has ever said, oh, I'm type B personality. <laughs> and I, I insist. Even, ever. I don't, even, I don't even know the letters, so it doesn't matter. It's, There's only two, by the by the. That doesn't make it any easier for me. I don't. I don't know what they are, but uh, but you know, I, I mean, I I'm not really certified in, in anything except maybe copy repair. Um, somebody did say I was certifiable once, but I think they meant something different. But uh, but yeah, that's those are our answers. I hope that that didn't help anybody. Never mind. Howdy, y'all. It's time for the 3D Filament Fandango. Alright, I know that Tom wants to talk all about frog pod stuff, but I'm going to hijack that and talk about Holdenator stuff <gasps> because I, I can. Um, I have been releasing one Holdenator grouping per day for over a week now, and I've got one more day to go before all of them are released. That's and very the, counterintuitive to be releasing something called a Holdenator. I always go counterculture. That's that's just how I roll. Yeah. So um. So yeah, there. Uh, almost all the Holdenators are out. The only, uh, but of course, by the time you hear this, all of them will be available. And uh, the the response has been underwhelming i think i've had like three people so i'm i'm super stoked that i put so much effort into these and cool three three sales to be awesome more than most of my products that's pretty good well considering that i have like 18 products you know <coughs> just saying but uh slow burn yeah we'll see keep grinding where, where are they at are they on your website are they on etsy where you where do you have them they're just on Instagram right now. Once I finish the last release, then I'll put them up on eBay. I don't. I still don't have a website, so I need to. I was really hoping that by now I would have had enough passive income coming in to uh, validate starting mm-hmm. a website. You know, but um, it's been very slow. It's been a slow, slow summer. It's been very, very slow. Uh, I don't know what is. 
if it's the gas prices or what, but people just have not been buying stuff. Have you done Etsy? I tried to do Etsy a while back and I got like super burned. Like I had all this stuff up and they were charging me money and no one was buying anything. <clears throat> so I just like cut it. I just cut it. My losses. Gotcha. Yeah. But you know, I only had yeah. so many things back then. Maybe now it would be different. I'm trying, like I said, I'm trying to build up this catalog of products. Um, but my goal is to do what Tom did. Once I have a website up, I want to get one of those Facebook stores and then have Facebook just keep dropping ads for my stuff all the time, and then maybe that'll sell things. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. That's cool. Yeah, Tom's but, um, using all the filament, I'm pretty sure, because I just got a notice from my filament supplier saying filament shortages are uh, are, are a thing now. Really? Seriously? Mm. Well, I got enough filament for frog pods. That's all I need right now. I've, I've got a lot. I bought a lot mm -hmm, mm -hmm. when um, everything was on sale, like during the Christmas rush. I, I, I bought extra. I think it was, I didn't read it that close. I think it was kind of specialized stuff. Um, but uh, yeah, it kind of surprised me since it's essentially just plastic. Oh, that reminds right. me. I've got, a, I've got, a, I haven't tried to find it. Um, I never found that eSun, um, that metal filament that they were. Remember, I, remember when I um, I read from their catalog, mm -hmm. they had some kind of metal filament that I could print with, and it, but it wasn't available for sale. Like I couldn't find it anywhere to buy, so I got to look that up again. All right, I'm done, Tom. Talk, talk, frog pot. All right, frog pot. Uh, I, I'm going through my stats. So we have we have one. We just talked about this. There's uh, a day and a half left, and four hours. So Which means if you just heard him say that, you, you missed your chance. 40 hours. Yeah, you did. It's Friday uh, when you're hearing this, and it's over. And um, Yeah, so it's over. Let's talk about it. Yay, it's over. And it made... <laughs> hey. PJ, you can just fill this in later, right? If I just like... Yeah. <laughs> oh, I didn't hear the bell. Um, I, I think this is cool. So I am at... Oh, actually, this page doesn't have that number. Sorry. This is bad radio. $29,802 with 40 hours to go. And I'm pretty sure that we're going to hit thirty grand because if we don't, I'm just going to like create an account for my wife and make sure I hit thirty grand. <laughs> is, is, does, something, so, does something happen when you hit thirty grand? No, it's just a lot easier to tell that story than almost thirty grand. I'd like to just say thirty grand instead of, yeah, I did a Kickstarter that raised almost thirty grand. That's kind of a lamer story. I mean, I'll probably just lie anyway. I'll just say thirty. It'll be fine. But thirty grand is two thousand percent of my goal. Well, it's only a couple hundred cool. dollars for the story. So yeah, see if if you told me if you told me six months ago, uh, Tom, you're gonna sell five hundred. 560 GoPro tripod adap adapters, I would be like, get out of here. But I have sold 560 GoPro tripod adapters and 333 S-style carabiners. Like, there's all this other stuff outside of FrogPod that I'm dealing with. Um, 558 mini ball head brackets and 542 phone clamps. And the number that you might care about is 594 frog pods, which is crazy. Wow. 
I wonder what episode, maybe it was with AJ where I'm like, did I, did I tell, like, I was like, oh, I'm going to do a Kickstarter and, like, maybe I'll make, I'll sell 50 of these things and that'd be cool. And then I can say I did a Kickstarter. So, this has been fun. Um, I'm excited to actually send these things out and see what happens next. But, um, this has been very successful and I'm grateful to the entire maker community. All of a sudden, I, I just got this this sort of picture in my mind of because I follow you know I, I've ordered stuff off of Kickstarter before, and usually whenever there's a successful campaign, the people that do that campaign will come back later with like either a new product or an updated version of the same product. And I'm in my mind, mm -hmm. I'm thinking like, what is FrogPod 2.0 gonna look like? Like, what is it gonna sure. have like extra pottage? I mean, what what can we expect? <laughs> Uh, it's got, well, it's got another foot. It's got, it's got four feet or five. <laughs> four. Yeah. <laughs> no, uh, <clears throat> um, I kind of have some answers to that, but I'm not sure that's the way I'm going to go, at least right away or for a while. Or I don't think FrogPod will ever see Kickstarter again. Maybe I'll put it that way. But I do have two other GoPro mount ideas that I've made prototypes for. What about uh, what about Indiegogo or some other? I mean, a lot of people roll right from a uh, Kickstarter campaign so into an Indiegogo or something. Right. So I talked about doing that, and um, I thought that's what you did. But it turns out that if you do a Kickstarter before Indiegogo, Indiegogo takes a higher percentage, and ah. it's not. It's not. So it's worth not it. as profitable. Uh, right, I, 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 Tom, I, I just yeah. I just figured out Frogpod 2.0. What? So, you know that top secret project we were talking about in the pre-show? Yeah, you can't say anything about No, I can't say anything about it, but imagine if you took that, flipped it upside down, and then built it into the frog pod. Right. That, one that would work. 2.0, right. just saying. Yeah, compatibility. Yeah, yeah. And you can, oh, make, yeah. And you can make it well, smaller. I think I've mentioned, I think I've spoiled this a couple times now, but what? I made a MagSafe frog pod, but it just looks stupid. Like, it's too big. The MagSafe is massive. It's, like, two and a half inches wide. So uh, I didn't do it. I looked into getting um, adapters that people could purchase, but they were, like, six bucks. My cost was six bucks a piece. Right. I'm like, I'm not. Nobody's going to buy a $15 thing. Like, that's because that's what I would need to, like, almost break even on shipping costs and handling and all what, that. What do, uh, I mean, now you have something of a following on Kickstarter. Yep. Um, because of, you know, because people backed it and some percentage of those are maker community, but at this point, a pretty good chunk are photographers, people buying it. Are you, would you yeah. stay in like camera gear or try to stay related to keep that audience or just do something completely different because it's what you want to do? Um, I'm going to do both. I'm going to try to create other products around FrogPod that don't necessarily carry the FrogPod name, mm -hmm. but they, when you go to frogpod.com, like there will be other camera mounts in the future. Like mm. even if I don't do Kickstarter or, or accessories other ideas, or other uses of the FrogPod. Yeah, so, exactly. Yeah. So to broaden that category, right. Um, just so you get multiple sales, like somebody's coming from one thing, they're not going to buy battery mounts for their DeWalt drills when they're buying a FrogPod. Right? Like, that doesn't make any sense. So, uh, if I can thicken that category a little bit, that'd be cool. 
Um, but I'll come back to Kickstarter with a totally different, like, thing. And that's okay. I would like to keep, like, leveraging the, my, my influence in the maker community. That's such a stupid word now, but that's what it is. Like, my, my exposure in the, in the maker mm -hmm. community. So if I can make something that suits them. You know, I'll give you an idea. And this is real. This isn't even a product. I just got really familiar with buying things from Alibaba that I'm like, what if I bought 10,000 tape measures and sold them in 10 packs? Like, would people buy a 10 pack of tape measures for cheaper than they could possibly buy them at the store? And like, um, I don't know, something to that effect. I also have an idea for a different kind of glue stick for 3D printing. And I can't find anybody to make what I want, but um, that's all I'll say about that. And uh, I don't know. I don't know. There's a lot of different ideas. All right. All right. That's all you guys get. That's the update. We're moving on. I bet you're fixing to find your own Fandango, ain't you? All right, it's time for short and sweet. Tanda, you, you got anything to wrap up the show? Uh, yeah, if you're looking to uh, to get some advice or or watch some lumber milling videos, uh, you're probably better off watching Matt Cremona. Yeah, I mean, you'll, yeah, you'll definitely. find him in all the usual places. Yeah, like one, M -A -T -T one of his videos. C R E M O N A. Yeah, you could probably watch like three minutes of one of his videos, and you and you get and more get information more than our episode on on lumber milling. So, yes, yeah, go yes. check go check out Matt Cremona. Well, does it count that we referred them to him because then they would get an infinite amount of info out of us? Yeah, there you go. Because they then went yeah. to Matt. Well, that's that's yeah. why that's See, why I say this. It, it validates when. the episode. That's how we get our royalties, Tom. Exactly. So, Tom, do you have anything for short and sweet? Yeah, I don't think so. Um, no, Frog Pond's been great. I know we just talked about this. Thank you, Maker Community. I really appreciate your support. You've been amazing. And I'm going to get to work, and I'm going to make you your Frog Pods and send them out ASAP. All right, I'll, I'll be looking forward to my blue one. So uh, I didn't get a chance to bring this up last week when we were talking about Tony Slip and Slide because the whirlwind that is Luke uh, just kind of distracted me. But this is a callback, and Tom, you're going to tell the story for me. So when we were talking about the uh, the circus, the sideshow skills, and I said that I was a beast master and that I had a conversation with a grasshopper, okay? Tom, why don't you tell Tanda what happened when we were at the slip and slide? Hmm? Ooh, oh, I'll tell you the story. Um, <clears throat> Cousin Paul made deep-fried uh, oatmeal cream pie deep fried things yeah and they were amazing yeah they yeah. were so good oh, that sounds good that is that is, is that fantastic. what you wanted me to share no is i want you, you to tell the story about the grasshopper oh there were, uh, oh the grasshopper deep fried grasshoppers too no no yep no. that's it that was not yeah. what happened i don't know pj thinks he's the bug whisperer and we all quietly laughed behind his back that's what happened so me and by behind his back, I mean right into his, right into his face. Yeah. Okay. So this, since Tom doesn't want to, he doesn't want to to own up to it. Okay. I was sitting with with Tom. Okay. James from Universal Woodworker, 
and Nick from Tech Ed Fireman. Okay, we're all sitting like in the area where where cousin Paul's cooking the food. We're like sort of right behind, mm. and he had these buckets <clears throat> of water, which he would like plunge his spatulas into to get them cleaned off. Right. So we're all sitting sort of like campfire style facing each other. And the bucket of water is like sort of like behind me to my left. And I hear this little grasshopper calling for help in the bucket of water. So I turn and there he is. And I, I reach my hand down. He gets onto my hand and he's on my finger. And I point it out to Tom. And he's like, so you got a grasshopper. I'm like, yeah, notice he's not jumping away. He's not flying off. He asked for help, and now he's just sitting there chilling, like wiping himself off, doing his thing. And he stayed there for like a good couple minutes. And like, then I. Like I, any waterlogged grasshopper would. He, he was a little <laughs> moist. A little moist, okay? But, uh, but yeah, he stayed there for a good while. And then I took him out into the field, and as soon as I got like about maybe, I don't know, 10, 15 feet away from the tent, he just took off. So, so that's what happened. So. You don't believe me? True story. It, it, he didn't it, tell you like a story or or anything about his life or anything that we could cooperate. He, he honestly, all he, they can do is call for help. He, That's all they can he, do. He didn't That's like me he that hears. much. He didn't, really didn't like me that much. Tom, Tom will probably own up to this. So I turned him to look at me, and he kind of jumped back a little bit. He was like, oh, I, don't, "I don't like you." Like he he didn't mind me helping him, but he was like, "I don't want to be friends." And his friends are probably laughing behind his back because he told him he could talk to PJs. That's that that's possible so, yeah possible. so he's trying to mm -hmm. he's trying mm -hmm. to keep that kind of hush probably mm -hmm. um mm -hmm. well, anyway that that's uh that's what i wanted to say just just uh to validate my story from two weeks ago uh, i do want to thank our top patreon supporters of course tanda and creator nader creator nader still running his contest if you like drawn eyeballs you can enter I'm still drawing some, and I, I I mean I'm not I'm not putting a ton of effort into these. Like I'm spending like a couple minutes, and I'm posting them. And you know they are what they are. It's not like I'm spending like eight hours drawing an eye, but you know there's you got to make like thirty of them. So I'm like, eh, I'll just do one a day, and you know it is what it is. Maybe I'll win a little drawing pad or something, or. Cool. I, I, I've, I've I thought know. about it. I thought about and I thought about just like drawing out thirty boxes. I asked him. He said you can't do that. It's got to be one post <clears throat> per eye. Well, no. I mean, just on my on a sketch pad, and then just doing them all in succession, and then posting them one at a time. You <laughs> could do that. <clears throat> you could do that for sure. I'd like to see your your eye designs, Tanda. So. All right, might do we're, it. we're going to do the secret segment. So I uh, hope you guys, uh, it's a short one this week. Hope you guys enjoyed the show. Thank you for listening to this episode of Maker Skills. If you should need more skill information, you can find us on Instagram at maker.skills. You can also email us at makerskillspodcast at gmail.com. You can find me at PJ Galati, son of the junk hunter on Instagram and YouTube. You can find Tanda at Tanda Madison on Instagram. And you can find Tom at Infinite Craftsman on Instagram. We welcome any comments. Please leave us five-star reviews on Apple so that we can make more skill madness come your way. See you next time.